Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Film Folly, a bi-weekly podcast with a film club format, choosing one featured film each week to review and take a deep dive with meaningful conversation. Film Folly also has lots of entertainment news about your favorite shows and films to keep you informed with what's going on in Hollywood. And this week's episode is a very special edition because we won't be talking about just one film this this episode. Uh, I really want to gear up for spooky season. So this is our festive fall spooky season episode to go over some favorite films through the years, as well as some more recent films, as well as television to really get us in the mood. So I hope you enjoy this special featured episode. And once again, I know this episode is coming out very late and I have been missing some episodes during the month. I've been moving to a different town uh, and we, we have finally moved into our new house. If you've listened to previous, uh, the previous episode of Film Volley, um, you'll know that my husband and I have been moving. So And again, I'm a a one woman show here, so (laughs) I can only do so much guys. (laughs) So I appreciate your patience and, um, we're going to get into it this episode. And once I'm a little bit more settled into my home and have things set up, we'll go back to the bi-weekly format and get that, uh, to our regular scheduled programming. So (laughs) thank you once again for your patience. And I hope you enjoy this special edition. I know in the last episode, I was prepping you all for the equalizer three, and that is still on the docket for the next episode. So keep that in mind. I'm giving you a little bit more time to see that if you haven't already, um, I did really enjoy it. If you love action films, you'll you'll enjoy it. So keep that in mind for the next episode. And so I don't know if you noticed on the Film Folly podcast Instagram that there was a spooky season watch list presented by the Film Folly podcast, and it gives the top 25 TV and film to really get in the mood. So, (laughs) um, it's, you know, of course it's a little biased towards my likings. Obviously film folly is a creation, um, of me (laughs) and just enjoying film through the years and having it be such a part of my life and just a part of my entertainment and enjoyment and also discovery of, human experiences through film. So, you know, we're talking about spooky season watch lists, uh, in this episode, and I hope you enjoy it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fast and loose. I 
actually did not uh, create an outline. <laughs> I normally write up a full outline for an episode. Um, so this is going to be pretty casual and we're all in it together to have a good time. So let's get into that. Now I have to give a shout out to a commenter on Instagram and uh, my wonderful friend, longtime friend, Jennifer Borgard. Thanks, Jen, for commenting. Commented on the Film Folly podcast, Spooky Season watch list. And <laughs> her favorite, uh, I'm assuming from the list, and she uh, did a, a shout out uh, in the comments, was uh, what we do in the shadows. So funny. Laughy, laughy face. So she really enjoyed that. And so I'm going to go through the list here and have some commentary towards each one. A lot of these are kind of near and dear to my heart. Uh, some of them are more recent. Some of them are older. And, you know, me being me, I have some nostalgia for, you know, my teenage years, my childhood years. So there is... <laughs> A number of things that are a little bit older on here, I guess you could say. Maybe I'm dating myself a little bit, but yeah. So number one on the top of the list. Now, the the top 25 here, I honestly, <laughs> I did not list them, you know, from one to 25 as like one being the best and 25 being the the least best. I honestly listed these in a fashion to fit the design that I had laid out in this Instagram post that I created. So honestly, all of these are wonderful. So just because something is the 25th does not mean it's my least favorite out of them. I, I love all of these films and I would really love to hear your opinion too. So I'm going to go through this list, follow along on Instagram. You'll see the list here. Please leave a comment as Jen did. And thank you so much, Jennifer, by the way, <laughs> I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, so let's get going. Number one on the list is, of course, I think it's not just me who loves this film, but Practical Magic. I mean, who doesn't love Practical Magic? It has Sandra Bullock. It has Nicole Kidman. It's just such a wonderful film. There's just something so cozy about it. Um, it, it really is just a cozy fall Halloween film. And if you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been, but <laughs> it really is a great film. It came out in 1998. And right now it's out on Hulu, and I'm sure you can rent it on Amazon Prime Video, but if you subscribe to Hulu, it should be on there. Now, it also depends on where you are in the country. I know that different areas in the U.S. do have different availability of films depending on your area, even if it is a streaming platform. There was one time I was <laughs> flying to Boston and I was watching um, a show through, I think it was Netflix. I was able to 
download it in Boston at the airport. And then I watched the downloaded episodes. And then when I came back to the West Coast and went back to continue watching the series that I was watching, it wasn't available. So, you know, I know that there are limitations depending where you are in the country. So when I reference platforms, do keep that in mind. But Practical Magic, love it. Love the witchiness you will find in this spooky season watch list that there is a little bit of a theme. I tried not, <laughs> I tried to give some variety. I may be a little biased in this list, but I was honestly just choosing things that really was near and dear to my heart for this season. And you will notice that a lot of the films have to do with uh, witches or vampires. There is probably more vampires on this list than there should be. But hey, I love vampire films. Um, and I can be a little picky about vampire films too. Although, you know, as I go through this list, maybe you guys feel the same way. Or maybe you guys feel don't agree. So let me know. But um, number two on my list is... What We Do in the Shadows, the TV series in particular, is one of my favorites. It's so funny, the dynamic between all the characters and how they grow through each and every season and how their relationship grows is really great while also being really witty and funny and watching these vampires try to go. <laughs> Uh, go through uh, difficult relationships and discovering things about themselves and also just trying to navigate modern society while still wanting to kind of cling on to the old ways and um, they've been around for so long so they're so clumsy through modern society and it's really fun to see. <laughs> But I think I've mentioned what we do in the shadows several times. And obviously, uh, Jennifer here, uh, that was one of her takeaways from the list. So I don't think I'm alone in saying that what we do in the shadows is really great. Now, some of my criteria of listing uh, these films and TV shows was I was telling myself, would I watch this now? Would would this be something like, yes, I may have liked it when I was younger, but would this be something I would watch now and not just, you know, in my head, oh, yes, I really liked this back in the day, but would it be something I would rewatch today? So that was really part of my criteria on the list. Also, have I watched it relatively recently? Because if it's something that I've seen over and over through the years, then obviously it should be on the list because <laughs> it's it's been a favorite. So uh, like I mentioned before, Practical Magic, number one. Number two, What We Do in the Shadows, the, the TV series, which just finished its fifth season. If you don't already know, it is being streamed on Hulu, um, but it is on the FX network as well. That is the primary platform. Uh, it is an FX series, and uh, it's nice to also have it on Hulu. And if you don't already know, it's kind of a mockumentary style format, comedy. Uh, it's really really fun. And if you're wanting something more lighthearted and funny, as opposed to, 
gory, scary possession kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> having to have a security pillow, <laughs> you know, something, if you want something more light, this is definitely a great series to watch and it gets you in the spooky season mood while also not terrifying you to death. So <laughs> that's another thing. And another personal little note here that I will say is as I've gotten older, I've had a harder time watching really, really scary films. Are you guys the same way? Because when I was like in middle school, high school, I was well known as the person who loved horror films. Like, I really loved watching horror films. I used to watch them all the time. I'd watch them by myself and then walk around the house in the dark and be totally fine. <laughs> and now I'm like, I am definitely not that way. If I do watch a scary film, I have to be with other people. And it has to be kind of in like a fun kind of format. Um... Yeah, so I have a harder time watching really terrifying, scary movies these days. So you won't see a ton of really intense horror films on this list. And because part of my criteria was would I watch it now, you can kind of see where I'm going there. I'm not necessarily going to be watching a really intense horror film by myself now. So... Uh, again, uh, there are some biases to the list, but I, uh, you know, you come to Film Folly to have a curated uh, uh, experience by me. So here, here we are. <laughs> Number three on the list is Adam's Family, the 1991 film in particular. And again, I think this is more of a nostalgic thing for me because there have been several iterations of Adam's Family through the years and the decades. So I really, really love the 1991 version. Now, if you haven't seen it, it's also very light. It's creepy, but light and funny and in a way kind of warm hearted because the family comes together and, and things of that nature. So it's just so well acted too. It has Angelica Houston in it and Raul Julia, who plays Gomez Adams, Christopher Lloyd, who plays Uncle Fester Adams. Just so many great actors in this film. It, I love it. Of course, Christina Ritchie plays Wednesday Adams. There's just such a really well-rounded cast who do such a wonderful job just transporting you into this film. So and as I mentioned, Angelica Houston, she plays Morticia Adams. So She's probably my favorite Morticia Adams. Again, I'm probably biased because I saw this when I was a kid and loved it. So <laughs> um, now I will say that I just started watching on Netflix the Wednesday series. And if you love the Adams Family so much and you need also a companion series, Wednesday is different than the 1991 Adams Family version. But if you want something in that same realm and you just need to get your 
Adam's family fix. <laughs> um, the 2022 comedy horror show Wednesday on Netflix is really great. So uh, what's wonderful about this is that Wednesday is played brilliantly by uh, Jenna Ortega. And um, if you're also really loving Christina Ritchie, from the original Adams Family, well, I wouldn't say original, from the 1991 <laughs> uh, Adams Family, Christina Ritchie is in this show as well. She plays a teacher. And I kind of like that she took on a different role than what people were expecting. So I didn't have Wednesday on my list, but I do recognize that it's a great companion. TV series to watch um, after you watch uh, the Adams Family 1991 version. So the next thing, if you just can't get <laughs> enough Christina Ritchie, number four on the list is Casper. Now, Casper came out in 1995, and it's a fantasy family, and you can watch it on Hulu right now, I believe, and you know, Casper is the friendly ghost. You know, I think we all kind of know who Casper is. Um, this girl and her family move into this old home and it ends up being haunted by this friendly ghost, Casper. And I loved this movie when I was a kid. It was, I don't know, just the sense of moving into this older home and they're discovering new things about it. It almost seemed like a, almost like, kind of an adventure. Uh, but it was, I, I just loved it. So, and it would be something I would watch today. Um, it is family friendly, so it's rated PG. If you need something that's not too scary, lighthearted, but puts you in that spooky season mood, this is a great option. Number five on the list is The Craft, which came out in 1996. I love this film. I have seen this film so many times. Again, we're going with the witch theme here. <laughs> uh, I just love it. If you don't know much about the film, The Craft, I'll just tell you a quick little synopsis. A newcomer to a Catholic prep high school falls in with a trio of outcast teenage girls who practice witchcraft and they all soon conjure up various spells and curses against those who anger them. That's a very brief synopsis here. There's a lot more that goes into it. I'm trying to figure out what really drew me to it. And I think it was these teenage girls who were finding that they had some kind of control over their lives. And they took that power themselves. And maybe that's something that really appealed to me when I was a teenager back in those days. Um, you know, sixth grade. You know, you're having all those feelings of hormonal th feelings and, and just wanting to be more independent. But really, you know, you're still too young to understand the complexities of the real world. But this all really seemed to appeal to me back then. I still love this film even now. And it stars Robin Tooney, Feruza Bulk, Nev Campbell, Rachel True, and of course the steamy, especially back in the 90s, the steamy Skeet Ulrich, who plays kind of the love interest. 
<laughs> but it's it's such a fun show. Now this is rated R, so definitely not family friendly, but I highly recommend it. That is why it's on the list. Number six is The Conjuring 2013 film. Now there's several Conjuring films. There's a whole series of them, honestly. And I've seen a number of them, but the the first one is really the the way to go, uh, especially if you're just getting into the Conjuring films. Now, this one is quite scary. This is an intensely scary film, at least in my opinion. Um, it has to do with ghosts, demons, possession, all kinds of, you know, things crawling on the ceiling and the walls and... <laughs> So to me, it's, this is definitely something I, um, have to watch with other people nowadays, but a couple of years back, we kind of went on a conjuring film binge. Uh, <laughs> I was spending Halloween with my sister and her boyfriend, and we watched a conjuring film. We watched all kinds of scary stuff because we were all together and it was Halloween. Trick-or-treaters are coming to the door and, so we're pausing the movie and, and it was just a great time. I love having um, a scary movie on, especially on Halloween. But again, I have to be with people. So it's definitely something I would watch now, but I would, I would need a buddy. <laughs> I would need to go in with the buddy system. Even though I've seen it before, I still would need the buddy system on this type of film. So get, uh, get a security pillow. <laughs> to have in front of your face at the scary parts and uh, be prepared. <laughs> All right. Number seven is Sleepy Hollow. So this one is really great. Again, Christina Ritchie. She is spooky season queen. That is what I'm going to deem her. <laughs> I don't think I'm the only one who has said that. <laughs> But she is one of the best when it comes to these moody, scary, spooky, creepy films. And she does, she's a great actress. She has played many different roles over the years, honestly. She doesn't just do this genre. I've seen her in many other things. And she's a fantastic actress. But some of my fan favorites are her spookier things. So... Sleepy Hollow came out in 1999. It's a horror fantasy uh, starring Johnny Depp, Christina Ritchie, Christopher Walken, and it is a great film. It's set in 1799 in the town of Sleepy Hollow. It's based on the Washington Irving's classic tale, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. So it's really got that period vibe and the cinematography is incredibly beautiful with just that filter that they have on throughout the entire film. It just makes every day in the film look like fog is coming in. It's that beautiful overcast day. <laughs> um, you know, some people think that that's beautiful. Some people don't. I think it's a beautiful aesthetic for this film and it just it really sucks you in into this world and it's so well done. So definitely something great for the season. 
Ghostbusters, which came out in 1984. And again, much like some of these other films, there's several Ghostbuster films. And if you're wanting a little bit more recent iteration of it, uh, Ghostbusters, the 2016 version with Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig. Also, Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones, Chris Hemsworth. They managed to get Dan Aykroyd uh, uh, in this iteration as well. So that is really great. It's This one's not on my list because I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so there's so many things. I, I do watch a lot of things, but there are a huge number of things I just don't, I just can't get to. So... If you are interested in an all, or mostly all female cast, this should be really great. Again, it's a kind of a fantasy comedy, but the one that's near and dear to my heart is the one from 1984. Now, I was born in 1984, so I saw it several years later, and it's just fun. It's a fun ride. The music that song in particular is so iconic and Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver and several others they're just they have a great dynamic in the film and I remember in particular Sigourney Weaver's hair is just like that 80s quaff of permed curls and it's just it's so iconic 80s that her her outfits and her hairdo uh it's it's glamorous <laughs> or she's very glamorous 80s in it I, I should say but it is a fun movie moving on to number nine this one <laughs> Makes me smile every time I think about it, honestly. Number nine is Army of Darkness, 1992 is when that one came out. Now, Army of Darkness is a part of the Evil Dead film series. And Army of Darkness is number three in the film series, if I'm remembering correctly. This one in particular is my favorite out of the three. Now, I love all three of them. The first two are also great. But Army of Darkness is just my favorite out of the three. <laughs> so that's why it's here. Now, this is classified as a horror fantasy. And I would also say, and they don't say this here on Google, but I would also say it's a comedy. <laughs> Quite obviously. It is, if you want a campy, horror, funny fantasy type film with bad special effects, this is the one for you. <laughs> I usually don't enjoy a lot of campy films, but I love the Evil Dead series. I love the campiness of it. And back in 1992 and, and even farther back with the other two films, uh, previous Evil Dead films, the special effects maybe for that time was pretty decent, maybe. But there's just some something about the Army of Darkness special effects that I <laughs> I find I just find so endearing, and uh, the sassiness of Bruce Campbell's character Ash Williams. He's just he's a guy who just thinks a lot of himself and stumbles through this fantasy horror world uh, trying to survive and honestly you're kind of surprised that he does <laughs> he 
He honestly barely gets through his perilous journey only by kind of the help of others, honestly, in my opinion, but it's hilarious. There's ghouls, there's, you know, possession, there's, you know, scary monsters and creatures coming after you. It's, it's funny. Uh, and I think the special effects make it funny and also kind of Bruce Campbell's kind of over the top acting with Ash, uh, with the Ash character is, you know, his over exaggerated facial features and his one, one liners are hilarious. So anyways, I, I love this film. Army of Darkness. Love it. Going on to number 10, and it's going to be another vampire film, guys. I know, I know. But number 10 is Underworld, which came out in 2003. Now, there are a lot of Underworld films, so there's a whole series of them. But, of course, the original 2003 Underworld is fantastic. I love this film. I have seen it so many times. You don't even know, guys. You don't even know. So again, it came out in 2003. It has as the main actress, Kate Beckinsale, who I love. Michael Sheen is in it, who plays uh, Lucian. He's one of the werewolves. So yeah, if you like werewolves and vampires, this is right up your alley. And action. It's a great, it's so, in my opinion, it is an action vampire series for sure. Also, Bill Nye is in it. He plays an amazing vampire. He's like an elder vampire. And Scott Speedman plays Michael. And he's kind of the, the heartthrob <laughs> in it, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, so there are several films. I think there's like six films or something, maybe with the last one being out in 2016 from what I'm seeing here on this quick Google search. So if you like the first one that came out in 2003, continue on with the rest of them because they're a fun ride. Now, number 11 on the list is Hellboy, which came out in 2004, which stars Ron Perlman as Hellboy, who does an, an outstanding job. Selma Blair is also in it. Doug Jones, Rupert Evans, John Hurt. So there's a, a, a lot of really great actors. The special effects and makeup artistry in Hellboy is really great. Like, I know it came out in 2004, so if you watch it from a 2004 perspective, the the special effects were amazing. But in particular, it's the makeup in this film and the creature creation. It's just, it's so well done. I love the storyline. I love the the story arc to it. It's classified as an action sci-fi but to me, this, this still gives me all the spooky season vibes, honestly. So I don't think you will find this on very many people's list of Halloween films, quite honestly. But I think it definitely deserves to be in those lists. There's so many creatures, there's so many monsters that they're battling. It's, it's perfect for spooky season, in my opinion. So 
Um, Just a quick little synopsis for anyone who may not know about the film. At the end of World War II, the Nazis attempt to open a portal to a paranormal dimension in order to defeat the Allies, but are only able to summon a baby demon who is rescued by Allied forces and dubbed quote-unquote Hellboy. Sixty years later, Hellboy serves as an agent in the Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense, where he, aided by Abe Sapien, a merman with psychic powers, and Liz Sherman, a woman with pyrokinesis, protects America against dark forces. So, yeah, it's really a fun movie to watch. Again, it's not too intense. Um, It is rated PG-13, so I think you could watch this with, um, you know, you could watch this with teenagers and, you know, use your own discretion. But I did not find it very scary, in my opinion, but uh, you be the judge of it. I think it is a great watch during spooky season. So moving on to number 12, I have on here is The Others which came out in 2001 and it stars Nicole Kidman who plays Grace Stewart. And I remember seeing this in the theater and I remember being blown away by the ending. If, if you haven't seen it, you really should. It's such a unique ghost story in my opinion. And I'll give you a, a short little synopsis here because I'm having a hard time describing the film I don't know why, because it is really great, but I don't want to give anything away. So that's, there is a twist to the film. So if you like an eerie film, a very moody film, something that kind of has period vibes as well, this is really a great film to watch during spooky season. Again, I don't think it's on a lot of people's lists of Halloween films to watch. I have not seen it. So I'm trying to give you some fresh and new ideas as opposed to what you always see on, you know, top Halloween movies to watch during, and it's usually always the same ones. Now, granted, I probably have a couple on here that, that is always featured on the list, but I, a really a great addition to get you in the spooky season mood. So a quick synopsis is Grace the devoutly religious mother of Anne and Nicholas moves her family to the English coast during World War II. She awaits word on her missing husband while protecting her children from a rare photosensitivity disease that causes the sun to harm them. Anne claims she sees ghosts. Grace initially thinks the new servants are playing tricks, but chilling events and visions make her believe something supernatural has occurred. So this is really great. Again, there's a twist at the end of the film. If you haven't seen it, it is really a great one to watch. Number 13 on the list is Hocus Pocus, which came out in 1993. I don't know if this film really needs too much description from me quite honestly if you don't know hocus pocus i don't know where what kind of rock you've been living under (laughs) now they did come out with a second one and honestly i have not seen it because i've been afraid to see it (laughs) because if it's not as good as the first i just don't want it to spoil the first one 
Now, if any of you have seen the second Hocus Pocus, can you please let me know if it's good and if I should watch it? Because I've been burned before. (laughs) I've been burned before. So I, you know, get really excited when they are going to make a second film of something that I really, really love. And then I see it and it ends up not being nearly as good, if not awful. (laughs) And then it just ruins the whole thing. And then I wish I never would have seen it. So I heard a rumor too that possibly they might be making a second Practical Magic film. Now, my heart really gets excited about that, but it's very difficult to make a second practical magic film that's just as good, if not better than the first. So that is a rumor that's out there. I don't know if it's actually going to happen. So we'll see. Anyways, Hocus Pocus, wonderful family film for spooky season. Loved it when I was a kid. I've seen it so many times. Love the music in the beginning, especially when she's flying on her broomstick over the trees and it's just such a wonderful film. The The makeup artistry in it is wonderful. Yeah, I just loved everything about it. So Hocus Pocus. Now on to number 14 on the list is one I don't think a lot. Once again, I'm trying to be a little bit unique here in my list. And I have for number 14, The Crow, which came out in 1994. Now, I remember seeing it when it first came out and really liking it. Um, in my, you know, middle school years, you know, where you end up kind of getting that goth vibe, you know, you go through your goth phase. It's like iconic, you know, it's like one of those movies you have, you have to like be passionate about. It's like a part of the goth code or something like that, but It is wonderful. It's, you know, it's tragic. It's eerie. It's moody. It's kind of all the things, really. You've got supernatural vibes going on. You've got kind of vigilante justice going on. I think it's a great film for spooky season. Some people may disagree with that, but I really love it. It's classified as an action fantasy film, um, and it is rated R, so again, not something for kids. I think you can... This one's a little bit harder to stream, quite honestly. Most likely, you would have to rent it on a streaming platform, so probably Amazon Prime Video, YouTube, and it's showing me here that you would have to be subscribed or have a subscription to Showtime or have a premium subscription to Hulu to see it. So there are ways to see it. Um, I think if you have to end up renting it, it's probably not that expensive, honestly, but it is a great film. If you haven't seen it, I'll give you a quick little synopsis. The night before his wedding, musician Eric Draven, played by Brandon Lee, and his fiancée are brutally murdered by members of a violent inner-city gang. 
On the anniversary of their death, Eric rises from the grave and assumes the gothic mantle of the crow, a supernatural avenger. Tracking down the thugs responsible for the crimes and mercilessly murdering them, Eric eventually confronts head gangster Top Dollar, played by Michael Wincott, to complete his macabre mission of vengeance. So definitely gives you those moody vibes. I enjoy it. I hope you would enjoy it. But moving on to number 15. Now this is a TV show and it is a great TV show. It is grim. Now this is perfect for spooky season. It's not too over the top scary. It gives you creepy vibes and it gives you all the moodiness. It was filmed in Portland, Oregon, and that is where I'm from. I recently moved, so I no longer live in the Portland area. But fun fact, (laughs) the person who catered me and my husband's wedding did the catering, all the catering for the Grimm cast and crew. So um, that was really cool. That was a very cool experience. Um, fantastic food, by the way, in my opinion. It, I thought uh, the food for our wedding was awesome. So <laughs> it was uh, really great. Now, Grimm originally came out in 2011, and it was on for six seasons. It's classified as a mystery on Google, but honestly, it is really great for spooky season. It's just ripe for all the monsters and the magic and everything like that. So I highly recommend it. A quick synopsis here is Portland detective Nick Burkhart descended from a long line of warriors known as Grimm's defends his city from magical creatures known as Wesson. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, which are part human and part animal. Fighting alongside his partner, Hank, colleague Sergeant Wu and friends Monroe and Rosalie, Nick faces off against internal and external forces, including his police captain, Sean Renard. So yeah, it's based on uh, the Grimm's fairy tales, um, if you didn't get that by the title. So, um, you know, the original Grimm fairy tales are actually quite dark. And this series definitely portrays the darker side of the Grimm fairy tales. And I highly recommend it. The main character, Nick, is acted by David Guntoli. And he does a great job. And the other two castmates is Silas Ware Mitchell, who plays Monroe. And his detective partner is Russell Hornsby, who plays Hank. So again, this series isn't too gory or over the top, uh, scary or anything like that. You get those mystery vibes with supernatural and monsters that they're battling, but it's not not over the top scary in my opinion so it's a great show to watch with with younger people maybe not super young but yeah it's really fun it was really great for me when I did watch it seeing places in Portland that I (laughs) have seen several times and I've gone to myself I'm like oh that's uh that's off of Burnside oh okay (laughs) oh they filmed down there that's cool uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyways, I actually, I remember when I was working 
in the downtown-ish area that there were these big, huge trailers. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I saw a film crew. And I don't know if it was for Grimm, but they were filming some kind of show there. And I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of (laughs) cool. So cool things like that do happen in in, uh, Portland, Oregon. But uh, I haven't seen anything like that recently. But again, I'm not living in that area anymore. So anywho, moving on. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked. Number 16 on the list is another one I don't think a lot of people would put on their list, but it's a film that I really liked when I was younger, uh, in my high school years, I would say. Stigmata, which came out in 1999, and it's starring Patricia Arquette and Gabriel Byrne. And two very familiar faces. I'm sure you've seen them in many other films. I know I have. So I'll give you a little synopsis just to kind of get straight to the point of what the film is about. A young woman with no strong religious beliefs, Frankie Page, begins having strange and violent experiences, showing signs of the wounds that Jesus received when he was crucified. When the Vatican gets word of Frankie's situation, a high-ranking cardinal requests that the Reverend Andrew Kiernan investigates her case. Soon, Kiernan realizes that very sinister forces are at work and tries to rescue Frankie from the entity that is plaguing her. So it's really kind of interesting. Um, I I don't want to s- talk too much about it because I don't want to give anything away. But yeah, there is some kind of sinister vibe going on. And so our, if you're into kind of scary religious horror films, that's pretty suspenseful, I would say. Um, this is definitely something I think you'd enjoy. I really liked it. I kind of feel like it is really underrated. I was looking up some some of the reviews for this film and it didn't actually get very hugely favorative reviews, but in my opinion, I I've seen this movie time and time again. I don't know why I really was drawn to it for some reason, but it is a favorite of mine. Uh, again, it came out in 1999. So anywho, I really enjoyed it. So hopefully you do too. So moving on, number 17, a classic I think is on most people's list is Scream, the 1996 original Scream film. Now, who doesn't love this film? It is so iconic. I remember watching it back in the day. Uh, When it first came out, me and my friends loved it. It was fun to get all jumpy with your friends and have your blankets and and pillows around you. It is a slasher film, if there ever was one. And just really suspenseful, kind of the edge of your seat. I'm talking about this film like you've already seen it because I'm kind of assuming you already have. But it's a great film. One of the classics, in my opinion, there are several films now. I think there's, I don't even know. I don't even want to Google it. There's a lot of Scream films. Some are better than others, but some of the later additions and continuations to the Scream series are actually quite good. So 
The original Scream is so iconic. I, I have to recommend this. And I told myself, I'm like, would I watch this one again? And I definitely would. Slasher films, in my mind, I don't have as hard of a time watching, even if it was by myself. I might get a little jumpy, but uh, it's not necessarily one I have to watch with other people. I'm okay with slasher films, surprisingly enough. <laughs> But uh, moving on to number 18, uh, another iconic film, Beetlejuice. Better not say that three times. <laughs> okay, now I'm just being corny. It came out in 1988. It's classified as a fantasy comedy. Uh, it has Michael Keaton in it, Winona Ryder, Gina Davis, Alec Baldwin, Catherine O'Hara, Jeffrey Jones. So, so many iconic people. It's hilarious. It's campy. It's a little campy. Again, I love the special effects of this, of the late 80s, mid to late 80s and early 90s, in my opinion. It's just, I don't know. It's just so fun. There's something fun about it. It's very creative and the special effects and makeup is really cool. I, I don't know. I just really love it. So I'm not going to give a synopsis of Beetlejuice because it's been around for so long. I'm, I'm talking as though you've already seen it because I feel like you probably have. But um, yeah, it's really great. It puts you in that spooky season vibe and it's rated PG. So you could watch it with younger younger kids if you want to. It's fun. It gives you the creepy vibes, but in, in all the best ways possible. And it's actually really sweet as well with uh, Winona Ryder's character getting attached to the two ghosts that are uh, living in, in the new home they move into. So yeah, it's really great. And uh, it's really fun. Beetlejuice himself is fun to laugh at and they are making the second one. Uh, I think they've probably wrapped on filming that and I did have news of the second Beetlejuice film in a couple episodes back of Film Folly. So if you've been listening, you'll probably already know, um, but there is going to be a Beetlejuice too. Uh, moving on to number 19. So another classic, in my opinion, is Bram Stoker's Dracula. And this came out in 1992. It's classified as a drama horror. And I would, I would agree with that. It's definitely dramatic. In my opinion, it's not like horror scary, like you have to have a companion to watch with. Uh, but it gives you those vampire creepy vibes and it's, it's kind of romantic at the same time, you know, um, it's got that dark romanticism about it that I really love. I'm assuming everyone here, if you're here listening now, you probably, you know, Dracula, right? <laughs> I don't need to go into the, the backstory, but it has Gary Oldman, uh, playing Count Dracula, Winona Ryder's in it, Keanu Reeves, a very young Keanu Reeves, Anthony Hopkins is in it, uh, Monica Bellucci's in it, Sadie Frost, so it really puts you in the spooky season mood, so I love it. It's one I've seen so many times, too, like so many times. <laughs> But on to number 20 on the list, 
So I have another TV series, which is Penny Dreadful, which originally came out in 2014, and it was on the air for three seasons, and it is classified as a horror TV series. And I absolutely fell in love with this TV series. It is fantastic. Really, the only thing I didn't like was the makeup work on Josh Hartnett's character. So (laughs) I will say, first off, the cast. Eva Green does an absolutely fantastic job. Josh Hartnett, amazing actor in this TV series. Rory Keener and Timothy Dalton. I hadn't seen Timothy Dalton in quite some time at the time of watching this series and I was happy to see him. He did a I he did a great job in this role and it was really nice to see him uh in this TV series. It is dark, it's creepy, it's got period vibes, it's got moodiness. It honestly has everything. There's werewolves, there's supernatural, there's everything under the sun, honestly. It is the perfect TV show to get into the Halloween season. It's really, really great. And, you know, like I said, I don't want to give too much away, but the only thing I didn't like about it was the makeup work for Josh Hartnett's character. And I don't want to say exactly why, because I don't want to give it away, because something happens with him, but you'll know when you see it. (laughs) That was my only complaint. Uh, It was a little distracting, honestly. I think it was, yeah, anyway. Oh, I almost gave it away, guys. You're you're pushing me. (laughs) And just to give a, a little bit more of a synopsis, because this is such a great series, and especially during spooky season, Uh, Many people are familiar with classic literary characters like Dr. Frankenstein and Dorian Gray. Penny Dreadful brings those and other characters into a new light by exploring their origin stories in this psychological thriller that takes place in the dark corners of Victorian London. Sir Malcolm is an explorer who has lost his daughter to the city's creatures and he will do whatever is needed to get her back and to right past wrongs. His accomplice, seductive clairvoyant Vanessa Ives, recruits charming American Ethan Chandler to help locate Sir Malcolm's daughter and slay some monsters. So highly recommend this TV series. It is fantastic. I was so sad that there was only three seasons, quite honestly. I was very upset they did not continue the series. Um, But I think it just came, it wasn't canceled. It just came to its natural end. I think, I think they only planned for it to be three seasons. So yeah, but it was still sad for me. (laughs) Number 21 on the list. I don't know if a lot of people have this on their Halloween film list, but Constantine. Here we go with another Keanu Reeves film. So Constantine came out in 2005. It is classified as a drama horror. And I believe it is on HBO Max now called Just Max. And I believe on Amazon Prime Video. I'm sure you can also rent it on several other platforms. But Keanu Reeves stars as uh, John Constantine. 
And then Rachel Weiss is in this, as well as Tilda Swinton, Peter Stormare, who plays Lucifer. Yeah, a great cast, and everyone in this cast did a great... Tilda Swinton did a really amazing job. She plays Gabriel the Angel. And Rachel Weiss does a really amazing job. Keanu Reeves plays this part perfectly. But something that really sticks out to me is Peter uh, Stormare. He plays Lucifer in this film and he does, I don't know what it is. He plays such a good bad guy. I've seen him in so many different things over the years. Um, If you guys can't picture him, Google his name, Peter Stormare. S-T-O-R-M-A-R-E. Hopefully I'm saying this last name right, but I've seen him in so many things. If you Google his name and you get a visual, you'll be, you'll have that, oh, moment. (laughs) And you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. He does such an amazing villain. He often will play a Russian villain too. Um, He does that Russian accent so well. I don't, (laughs) and I don't think he's Russian, but Constantine is, I think, a perfect film for spooky season, honestly. I don't think it's on a lot of people's list, but it has all the elements to really get you in the mood for spooky season. So I'm surprised it's not on more people's lists, honestly. And a quick little synopsis for you. As a suicide survivor, demon hunter, John Constantine has literally been to hell and back, and he knows that when he dies... He's got a one-way ticket to Satan's realm unless he can earn enough goodwill to climb God's stairway to heaven. While helping policewoman Angela Dodson investigate her identical twin's apparent suicide, Constantine becomes caught up in a supernatural plot involving both demonic and angelic forces. And it is based on a DC slash Vertigo comic by the name of Hellblazer. Yeah, I love this. I actually own this film. I love it so much. I've seen it so many times. And the character Constantine, he is trying to win his way back into God's good graces to uh, be able to go to heaven when he dies because of all the wrongs that he's done previously. So he is helping people um, exercise demons. He's doing all kinds of uh, work to try and win his way back to heaven for when he passes away. So it's really, it's an interesting concept. There's supernatural vibes, there's biblical vibes, there's possession vibes, there's all kinds of things. So there's magic vibes. It's, it's really a great film for the season. Okay, number 22 on the list is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, I'm not going to go into much of a description with this because you guys should have seen it. Come on now. The Nightmare Before Christmas is iconic. I love the music. I think I even have the music downloaded, (laughs) quite honestly. Yeah, this is such a great film. It came out in 1993. It's classified as a musical fantasy. And, you know, the the film follows Jack Skellington, um, who lives in Halloween Town, and he gets curious about uh, Christmas Town and other uh, iterations of the holidays. And so 
he goes on this journey and it's really a beautiful film. The music is so wonderful. Kind of a side note here. I don't know if anyone knows Amy Lee from the band Evanescence, but she does a really beautiful iteration of one of the iconic songs from the film. So highly recommend that. And it's called Sally's Song. So Amy Lee sings the song from Nightmare Before Christmas called Sally's Song. You can hear that on YouTube if you'd like. Uh, It's really a beautiful version of the song. So I honestly, I've seen this film so many times. I can just pretty much recite the whole film as well as all the music. (laughs) I'm not usually, and some of you are going to cringe, but I'm not usually a big musical fan. But for some reason... All the Disney movies from my childhood, all the music from there, I'm like totally okay with. (laughs) I had Beauty and the Beast on tape and I would just listen to that over and over again. So I can also recite all the music from that film as well. Uh, But anywho, so moving on to number 23. And again, you guys might, you guys might find this a little annoying, but I have Dracula, the TV series from 2020. And it's a TV miniseries to be specific. And it is on Netflix. So I was blown away at, at this miniseries, quite honestly. It was a really amazing version of Dracula. Really well done really, really well acted. The cinematography's fantastic. Everything about it was fantastic. I was like, how are more people not talking about this? How? I feel like this is incredibly underrated. It got wonderful reviews. So people have discovered it, but I'm like, I kind of want to spread the word because This is a fantastic miniseries. And uh, like I said, it originally came out in 2020. So because it's a miniseries, there's actually only three episodes, but they're they're on the longer side. And uh, it is, you know, it's truly what an old school miniseries used to be Um, back in the day when they had miniseries. It was often just like a a three part miniseries. So That's pretty much what this is. And Dracula is really so well portrayed. I can't say that stress this enough. And I I feel bad because I feel like I'm going to mispronounce his first name. But the actor who plays Dracula in this miniseries is Kleis Bang. And he does an amazing job. An amazing job with this character. It's so well done. I can't stress that enough. Uh, So I'm going to give a little bit of a synopsis here. Jonathan Harker travels to Transylvania to meet a new client and finalize the sale of a stately house in London, but finds himself trapped in a terrifying maze-like castle of undead brides with a vampire count whose ambition is to conquer the world. So it's a slightly different take than the Bram Stoker's Dracula, obviously, but with some of those similar vibes, and uh, I highly recommend it. You know, if you want 
something a little longer than a film, but you don't want a commitment of a long series, this is definitely the way to go. It will give you all the spooky season vibes to get into it. And we're coming to the end here. Number 24 on the list is another TV series. Uh, it's an ongoing series, I believe. Uh, it's still going on. It's called Evil. And it stars Katya Herbers, Mike Coulter, and Michael Emerson. So it's a really fantastic series. And it gives you all the creepy, spooky vibes. I, I was a little on edge when I watched the first couple seasons of this. There is like, you know, some demonology involved and... It's classified as a thriller. It originally came out in 2019, from 2019 to present. So this is a really great, really great series to get into during the Halloween season. It's really well done. The storyline is really great. There's some good mystery to it and mystery and intrigue, um, some twists and turns a little synopsis just in case you haven't heard of the show or want to know a little bit more of what it's about. A skeptical psychologist, Kristen Bouchard, joins David Acosta, who is trained to be a Catholic priest in a blue-collar contractor as they investigate the church's backlog of unexplained mysteries, including supposed miracles, demonic possessions, and other extraordinary occurrences. The job is to assess if there's a logical explanation or if something truly supernatural is at work. Examining origins of evil along with the dividing line between science and religion. So yeah, very fascinating show. Love it. If you want a little bit longer series to really get into for the season, that is also a great one. And last but certainly, certainly... I can't stress that enough. Certainly not least is number 25 on our list, Interview with the Vampire, the TV series, which came out in 2022. Now, this series stars Sam Reed, who plays Lestat. Also, Jacob Anderson, who plays Louis. Um, Bailey Bass is all in the first season as Claudia, as well as Eric Bogosian, who plays uh, Daniel Malloy. And I'm sure most of you are probably familiar with Interview with the Vampire, the original film that came out, but most importantly, the books. So the book Interview with the Vampire by Anne Rice is really fantastic. I'm, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I'm a huge, huge fan of Anne Rice's writing especially primarily the Vampire Chronicles. I just, I love this series so much. Now, I will tell you, I also love Interview with the Vampire from 1994, that film, which is uh, drama horror, um, which starred Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Christian Slater, Antonio Banderas. Great cast, great film. I love that film. It's not on the list because I feel like Interview with the Vampire, the TV series, is more true to the books, even though there are some changes, some pretty obvious changes to it. But it is true to the spirit of the book. It portrays the love relationship between 
Louis and Lestat more accurately, in my opinion. And it is a fantastic, so well acted, guys. I can't stress that enough. So well acted by Sam Reed, who plays Lestat. Uh, and Jacob Anderson, who plays Louis. The two of them, you can tell, have really wonderful chemistry on and off screen. I've seen interviews with them. They just seem like they are the best of friends, honestly. And um, their their friendship is really cute to see um, when they're doing interviews and things like that. So I absolutely love this series. The second season should be coming out probably in 2024. That's kind of the rumors out right now. We have been seeing some sneak peeks, some teasers for the second season. Um, Just very, very short little snippets of what season two might showing us uh, for the, the season. So um, sadly, it's the second season's not coming out until 2024, which is a little long of a hiatus from the first season to the second season here, but it is, it's worth the wait, honestly. I mean, I, obviously I haven't seen the second season, but if it's as good as the first season, I'm okay waiting. <laughs> I will wait two years for, for it if need be. It is, a uh, fantastic show and I can't stress that enough and it's a vampire show guys so uh, I mean it's got all the spooky vibes it also has some some gore I would say in it so it it is definitely not for children (laughs) definitely not Uh, I'm thinking of a scene in particular from the first uh, season and I don't know if I really need to give you a synopsis but it's about vampires and their relationships Louis is giving an interview to a journalist and telling his story. And so we see this first season through the eyes of Louis, how he was created uh, by, by Lestat and their relationship and life together in those early years of his creation into a vampire and those kinds of things. So Uh, Yeah, highly recommend this, uh, and I hope you enjoyed this special presentation uh, by Film Folly, uh, the spooky season watch list for this year. I might try and do another one next year, so send uh send me your your thoughts on things i may have missed that you felt like should be on the spooky season watch list you know we all have different tastes and different preferences so um but i'm always curious what people really love especially for this time of year it's one of my favorite times of year i love fall everyone who knows me knows i love fall it's it's honestly my favorite season I love Halloween time. I grew up really, uh, my mom was always really into Halloween. And in our new house, I'm really looking forward to passing out candy. Uh, I have my doorstep decorated. So I'm really excited this year because we moved from an apartment into a house. So I'm excited to have trick-or-treaters this year. So Uh, I hope you really enjoy this. Thank you for joining me on this special edition of Film Folly. Stay tuned for the next episode. Again, we will be covering The Equalizer 3. So be prepared for that for the next episode. And I'm going to try and get these out to you bi-weekly. 
um, after I settle into my new house and, and hopefully I'll be getting you a little bit more regular episodes, but I hope you enjoyed this. I really enjoyed talking about the spooky season watch list. And thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Film Folly. Take care, guys. Thanks so much. <laughs>